0: Vaginal relaxation after childbirth. What can we do about it? And how does it affect our sex lives, our self-esteem, and our physical wellness? That's what we're talking about today on the Dr. Susan Show. Hi ladies, I'm Dr. Susan. This is where we talk about body, mind, and spirit and how they connect. So I always like to start by just bringing my mind and body into the same place so that I can be present with you. sounds easy, but usually our minds are in a different place altogether. So don't do this if you're driving, but if you're not, just maybe take a quick breath with me and let's uh, become present together so we can talk about this really intimate topic, vaginal relaxation. You know, if you've had a baby, the average size of the baby's head is nine centimeters. Putting a baby through the vagina is going to damage the muscles that support our pelvic floor. If you've had two or three babies, you can imagine it's going to be even worse. So one of the most common complaints that I hear in my office as our patients get older is that the vagina doesn't feel as tight as it used to be. And that affects us in so many ways. Our self-esteem can be affected we worry about what our partner thinks, and it can cause physical problems as well with urine leakage and even problems having bowel movements. So I'm going to talk to you about that today and then give you some solutions and some ideas about how we can make that better. First of all, just a little anatomy lesson. It's amazing how much some of us missed or weren't taught at all in high school about the way our bodies work. So I'm constantly amazed at how little women know about the way our bodies work, especially as we're approaching menopause and dealing with these really intimate topics that are not talked about, even in the doctor's office. So we all know we have a vagina. I like to do this with my hands when I'm talking to patients. If you can imagine a tunnel, the top of it is where our tummy is, the bottom of it's where our rectum is. Uh, Before we had kids, uh, the vagina was supported by some a very complex muscles. The pelvic floor uh, has several interlaying muscles that keep everything in place. So there's a nice tight vagina of a woman who hasn't had children yet. After we have children those muscles get stretched. What's, what happens is on top, where the bladder is, the bladder can drop down through the top wall, or I say drop down through the ceiling, and the rectum can pooch up through the floor. So basically we've got a hole in the top and a hole in the bottom, That's called a cystocele, where the bladder's dropping down into the vagina, and a rectocele, where the rectum's pooching up into the vagina. Doesn't sound very sexy, does it? And what happens is overall the diameter of the vagina is just enlarged, and so it can feel loose. Now, most of us have been told to do those Kegel exercises, you know, where we tighten those muscles, and I can tell you I could be in the Kegel Olympics, and it doesn't make a whole lot of difference. So I'm not telling you not to do them. It's a great idea and if I, I can sit and do one right now for you, the key is to squeeze those muscles without squeezing your buttocks. Just squeeze the muscles that you would use to cut off your urine flow. Or if you were at home and had something in the vagina, you could actually squeeze around it like your thumb or another object and that'll give you that feeling of a Kegel. You know, so to do good Kegel exercises, it's like lifting weights. You gotta squeeze and hold it. Uh, relax, do it again, it's really hard, maybe 10 of those twice a day and you might get a little bit of benefit in bringing those muscles into a little bit more strength so that you can improve uh, the sensation of vaginal relaxation. But frequently those muscles are so damaged that they're not even connected and so the Kegels in that case are not going to uh, be very effective quite honestly. So I'm not telling you not to do them but they may not give you the solution that you want. So, uh, solutions for vaginal relaxation. First of all, you can do nothing. If it doesn't bother you, if you're happy, it's not affecting your sex life, there's nothing wrong with it. This is normal. When we have babies, the vagina relaxes, our tummies relax. We're getting older. Things change. So, accepting it is perfectly normal. If everybody's happy, there's no problem. So, about 50 percent of women do not have an orgasm with vaginal intercourse. Uh, So if your preference is something else, if you like oral sex or manual stimulation, then tightening the vagina isn't really going to make a lot of difference to your sex life. But if you're someone who really likes vaginal intercourse and the vagina is very relaxed, it is going to make a difference because there's less friction. And here's our vagina again, on the anterior wall of the vagina, or where all of those nerves sit at the G-spot, if there is such a thing that's still controversial, but there's definitely a lot of nerves right on that anterior vaginal wall, right underneath the bladder um, and with less friction, obviously there's less sensation and so it can be more difficult to have an orgasm. So let's talk about things that we can do. Uh, starting with the most conservative, where we already talked about doing nothing, that's a great approach if you're not bothered by it. Uh, if you are bothered by it, uh, obviously an exam in your doctor's office is key. Uh, She's going to be able to see if this is something that can be treated without surgery. That's always our goal. Uh, She may do an exam and say that the vaginal relaxation is quite minor and recommend Kegels for a while. Or she may recommend a non-surgical approach. Uh, There are various uh, techniques out there now that don't require surgery. The one that we do in my office at Complete Women's Care Center in Houston. Shout out to my ladies at CompleteWomensCareCenter.com. Uh, we use a technique called thermiva. Uh, basically, a, a heating element about the size of my finger goes inside the vagina for 20 minutes, heats the tissue all the way around, uh, intentionally creating some microscopic tissue damage. And what happens then is more collagen comes in. So collagen's laid underneath the tissue, and you can imagine that makes the vagina just a little bit puffier underneath. So it doesn't give us a Massive amount of vaginal tightening, but it gives us a little bit. Uh, It can also help with vaginal moisture. And I've had this done myself. Uh, What I noticed uh, the most after the Thermiva treatment is that it improves sensation, because when we're using this heating technique on the anterior vaginal wall, which is uh, where all of those amazing nerves are, more collagen comes in, and it just makes that area more accessible, creates a little bit more friction. So uh, more sensation is a very common uh, benefit side effect after the Thermiva treatment. So that's done in three treatments a month apart. Each one takes about 20 to 30 minutes. You can walk out of the office. You can go to the gym afterwards. There's no significant pain. It's just hot. Actually, it's quite pleasant. I've had it done several times and my nurse practitioner and I chit chat and have fun while we're doing it. three in a row at month intervals so what happens after three months is some collagen builds up uh, the vagina uh, is a little bit tighter there's a little bit more sensation it can improve vaginal moisture that can be a problem as we're approaching menopause you know the downside is it wears off so after three months you've got some good benefit usually after six to 12 months you're noticing that benefit starting to go away and you can come back and do it again. So that's a fairly easy thing to do. Um, unfortunately, it's not covered by insurance, but you know it's within the range that most of us can afford if it's uh, giving us a significant benefit, and it doesn't require any downtime or surgery, so that's an awesome choice. There's other uh, branded techniques that are similar, but they all involve the same idea, using heat, to generate more collagen and then uh, creating some more tightness using our own body's collagen rather than injecting collagen or putting uh, foreign material inside our body. So that's one option. Now maybe you go see your doctor and she notices that the vaginal muscles are really uh, quite damaged. You know, if you've had three 10-pound babies, that's most likely going to be the case. Uh, there's literally a hernia in the front and the back of the vagina, so the bladder can be falling down, the rectum can be pooching up, and that's a problem that really can only be uh, addressed with surgery. So, uh, using some medical terms, what we call the dropping of the bladder, and I'm making the shape that it makes. It literally falls down into the front of the vagina, so if you put your fingers inside the vagina on the front, you'd feel it. It feels like a squishy ball. Sometimes it even can protrude out of your body, so patients can be quite scared sometimes. They'll look down and see something coming out. It's uh, quite frightening. That's usually the bladder. Well, to be specific, it's not the bladder itself, but it's the vaginal wall with the bladder behind it, and I often talk about it's like something falling down through the ceiling. So, you're not seeing the thing itself, but you're seeing the thing falling down through the ceiling. So, if she sees that or she sees the similar thing on the posterior side of the vagina, where the rectum's really pooching up into the back of the vagina, uh, she's going to recommend surgery to pull those muscles back together. So uh, A cystocele repair and a rectocele repair, again I'm talking about the front and the back of the vagina, will pull those muscles back together and you can imagine in doing so, here's the vagina, after those muscles are pulled back together, it decreases the diameter of the vagina quite significantly, so it can go back to almost how it was before we had kids. So then we've got some more friction, it helps with um, sensation, because we've got more friction on the anterior vaginal wall where all those nerves are. Uh, now, we're not talking about MUN today, but uh, when I do this surgery, I'll, uh, partners are usually very pleased too, because it, it, for MUN, especially as we're getting into our 40s, 50s and older, MUN need more friction too, so it's a, a, a two-person game. Uh, Sex takes two, so if we're having uh, vaginal intercourse and the vagina is a little bit tighter, especially with a partner who's uh, in his like my husband is 54. Um, as we're getting a little bit older, men are really going to benefit from that too. So, I haven't had uh, many or any disappointed patients after this surgery, uh, male or female. So, it, some people call this surgery a vaginoplasty. You know, a plasty is just putting things together or tightening them. We can have an abdominoplasty or a plasty of anything, it's just pulling those muscles back together so that we can. Uh, restore normal anatomy. So the the goal of the surgery, if if we were to have one, is to restore normal anatomy, not to create a Barbie doll or something that didn't exist before, but just to put things back where they were before. And uh, lots of studies now showing that that does benefit our sexual function for many patients. I was involved in a big study done a few years ago that showed that women who had this surgery over years, we followed them for two years, did show a significant improvement in sexual function, which is wonderful. All of us want to stay, or most of us want to stay sexually active and have the best sex of our lives, even after menopause, so these are things that we can do so that we don't have to be like uh, women in our grandmother's era who shopped in the Depends Aisle. Uh, I personally like to put them out of business. Uh, We don't have to do that anymore. We're able to stay youthful and active and uh, keep our sex lives healthy. So talking about the Depends Aisle, one of the things that happens when the bladder drops is that we can leak urine. Now this is a really frustrating problem. You can imagine it's very socially embarrassing. Um, when we have intercourse, we can leak urine. That's not going to make us want to have sex. It's it's not a very sexy feeling to be worrying about leaking urine or leaking gas. Um, same thing can happen on the rectal side. We can start farting uncontrollably. We can even lose stool uncontrollably. It can cause some really significant uh, social problems. So uh, another Part of the surgery for some women is uh, creating a, a hammock or a sling underneath the bladder to support the bladder so that when we cough, sneeze, or laugh, we don't leak urine. Um, and that's a very effective technique to help with what we call stress incontinence. So, speaking of stress incontinence, um, I have it. Uh, I only had one. Uh, vaginal delivery, just a little six-pound baby, and as I've gotten older, the supports of my bladder have uh, weakened such that when I exercise or cough or sneeze or anything that pushes my bladder down, I leak a little bit. Um, You know, a few years I put up with it, uh, but I'm really active. I like to run and jump and laugh and Now I'm at a point where I'm going to fix it. So actually in a couple of weeks from now, uh, one of my colleagues is going to do the surgery for me and I'll be letting you know how that goes and uh, hopefully you can follow me and see how this goes as an actual patient to be uh, on the other side of the table, so to speak, I'll be having the surgery myself. So I'm very excited to to share how that goes and uh, let you know how it changes my life. In my particular case, I've got the bladder falling problem I've got the leakage of urine when I cough and sneeze, and I've also got another problem that is very embarrassing for most people to talk about, but I'm a gynecologist. So we don't get embarrassed about anything. Um, when you've got a significant seal, that's when the uh, posterior wall or the rectal side of the vagina has lost its strength. When you try to have a bowel movement, instead of coming out, it pooches up into the vagina, so we can actually have to use manual pressure to. Push the stool out, and you know that's really getting to be. Oh my God, I'm too young for this. Um, I'm only 52. I, I shouldn't have to be doing things like that. These are things that I thought 80-year-old ladies had to do. So I'm getting that fixed. And if you're experiencing something like that as well, just know that you're not alone. Um, what we call splinting, which is pushing down with your hand to have a bowel movement, is extremely common for women who've had vaginal deliveries and. Uh, What I hear most from my patients is that they're too embarrassed to talk about it. Uh, They don't tell their husbands, they don't tell their family, they think they're the only one. Um, They're walking around the house sometimes losing gas just with walking. Uh, My kids laugh at me because sometimes when I'm walking the dog I'll be going (laughs) with the steps as I go. It's because there's air caught inside this So, you know, it's a significant problem. It sounds funny, but you know, it's not so funny when you're at work or giving a talk or, um, you know, these are things that we can fix. Uh, So, uh, we've talked about vaginal relaxation, different ways to fix it, how it improves our sex life. What I'd like to do is just encourage you to talk to your doctor about it. Uh, if you don't have a doctor who's comfortable talking about it, uh, we've got lots of wonderful providers at my office, um, I'm Dr. Susan. This is a surgery that I specialize in. I'd love to talk to you about it so that we can get your sex life back on track, get your vagina back to how it was before you had babies, so that you can live your best life. So while I've been talking, we've got some uh, great questions from our viewers. Uh, One of the most common questions that I hear is the safety of having a sling. Remember, a sling is uh, where some supportive materials just placed right underneath the bladder to help with stress incontinence. If you drive around Houston, you'll see billboards advertising uh, for attorneys that would like you to see them to sue your doctor regarding safety of mesh. So, mesh is the material that we use to patch holes for hernias and the belly or all kinds of other places. But in this case, a sling, which is the name of the material that's placed to help with stress incontinence, is a a piece of mesh no bigger than the size of my pinky finger. It's about a centimeter or half an inch wide and you know about so long it's not a big piece of material Uh, so slings are which are what we're talking about for stress incontinence are, are not the dangerous types of mush procedures that you might see advertised. There were some procedures back in the day, you know, a few years back where large pieces of mush the size of my hand were placed inside the vagina to support the whole front and whole back of the vagina. We're not doing that anymore, so um, I'm getting a sling. I would give one to my mom or my sister. Slings are very safe. I wouldn't worry about it. Don't don't believe the billboards. So that's a great question. Uh, another question that I'm seeing is, uh, does insurance cover a vaginoplasty? Well, the answer to that is it depends. If you have a medical problem, like leakage of urine or inability to have a bowel movement, or if you've got a, a cystic where you've got a real hernia with a bladder falling, or uh, similarly, a what's called a rectocele with the rectum pooching up. That gives you a medical diagnosis so that insurance generally will cover it. Of course, it's always different depending on your plan, but that's a medical problem. Now, on the other hand, I have patients come in sometimes who just say, hey, Dr. Susan, I just want my vagina tighter for sex, and I'll do her exam no stress incontinence, she really doesn't have a cystocele, really doesn't have a rectocele. In that case, uh, she really doesn't have a medical diagnosis, it's just being done for improvement of sexual function. Um, In that case, it's not going to be covered by insurance, so it kind of depends on the way that it's presented, so that's another common question. Um, Another one that I'm seeing coming up here is, um, uh, oh, recovery. You know, it really depends on each patient how much surgery you're having done. Uh, If you have the Thermiva, for example, literally no recovery. You can go to the gym, you can have sex the same day. If you have a sling, which is the uh, minor surgery for stress incontinence, very quick recovery. I've had patients go back to work as soon as the next day. Uh, We usually recommend two or three days off, a couple weeks of downtime just to let it heal. If you have a a whole vaginoplasty, a posterior and an anterior repair of the vagina, it's going to hurt a bit for a couple of weeks. Uh, You know, we're pulling those muscles together, so I'd plan a couple of weeks of downtime, you know, a week or two off work, depending on your level of activity at work, and six weeks before you're back to having sex again, uh, back to soul cycle, running, lifting weights, you know, really full-on exercise. So, you know, a little bit more recovery, but again, the benefits are greater. So those are the most common questions. Uh, We look forward to hearing more questions as they come in. I had fun today. I hope you did too and found this useful. So connect with me at drsusan.com or come see us at completewomenscarecenter.com. See you next week.